Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition here of the Metal Steel Podcast. We're, of course, here's Shirley, Charles, Pradge, Richie. And it is the second week of summer here as we are counting down the training camp uh, coming up and uh, less than a month away uh, for the 2022 uh, season this year as uh, we're getting ready to get things uh, started here. Got a lot of stuff to get into. More particularly, still waiting on a verdict as it relates to Deshaun Watson right now. Whether or not a suspension will be handed down to them, more than likely, as the league is trying to push for an indefinite one-year suspension, which will be arbitrated uh, by uh, Sue Robinson, who will be the judge in this uh, case right now. And she can determine technically if he then violated the personal conduct policy. But remember, the NFL does have the right to challenge that her ruling, uh, whatever that may be, uh, with the NFLPA. Uh, get my thoughts on that. Plus, we hear a little bit of rumblings around surrounding Colin uh, Kaepernick uh, coming up, uh, basically, from uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer, former Raider, uh, Warren Sapp. And then also, too, we're going to be uh, getting into uh, the new defensive tackle to the Steelers, uh, who was just acquired a week ago, Larry Ogunjobi, uh, coming in right now. How vital will he be helping fill, fill the void and loss of Stephon Tewitt who is retired uh, from the organization and league, uh, hanging up his cleats, plus filed the best uh, signings from the athletic stuff uh, that was uh, written just uh, within this week, as particularly as it relates to the AFC North Division. That's some hot, heated topics on fair or foul regarding Kenny Pickett, Sean Watson, and some other stuff. If you guys want to follow me again on social media, you can definitely do so. You can check me out. At Prodigy uh, Richie and at Metasteel CGR on uh, Twitter. Then you can also check me out on Instagram at Metasteel Nation. So let's go ahead and get right into it. The very first uh, topic of the day right now, as it relates uh, to the Sean uh, Watson right now, uh, currently going on. And the Sean Watson right now, looking to face a year of suspension that the NFL owners are pursuing for the league. Now, remember, he had 20 out of 24 of the cases uh, settled of the women who uh, accused him of sexual uh, misconduct. As Deshaun Watson claimed all along, he has done no harm. Highest uh, guaranteed money uh, paid, $230 million guaranteed. And right now, we're going to see what's happening. But Dan Graziano, uh, who has reported that the NFL will present the cases of five women, for which you sued as supporting evidence for their case against him. The Browns have, had, have been successful uh, trying to trade uh, Baker Mayfield away as he is due to earn $19 million in guaranteed money for being the first-round pick out of the 2018 NFL draft. Uh, pretty much a bridge has been uh, burnt right there, but he may not be uh, parting ways just so fast yet. I mean, the, the thing is, too, they did sign Jacoby Brissett to, to start in the event that, if in at all, the Strong Watson will be more than likely uh, suspended uh, going into this year. But we got to find out uh, what's happening right now. I mean, uh, listen, this is a very dicey situation right now, uh, which we haven't seen in a long time. We also had uh, Trevor uh, Bauer, too. Uh, who got suspended in uh, baseball right now for uh, misconduct. 
uh, basically uh, going on. And you look at the precedent right now, and we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, other than that, I mean, remember, I mean, Trevor Bauer, who on last year about this point in time, on the 30th, Castillo Police Department confirmed the news outlets that Bauer was under investigation for alleged assault of a San Diego woman uh, that May. Uh, the, that woman was granted temporary domestic violence restraining order on June 28th, alleged she had met Bauer on April 21st, and that she had been physically and sexually assaulted by him on two separate occasions, uh, which uh, claiming that Bauer sodomized her without consent, punched her in the face, and choked her to the point of unconsciousness. Uh, as he, as Bauer has acknowledged having sexual contact with his accuser. So right now, he he is uh, definitely uh, not in the league uh, right now. But still, I mean, you got to look at everything that's been going on. I mean, you look at the facts right now with a guy like Sean uh, Watts right now. I think it's definitely be uh, very interesting to say the least. Uh, as we look at it, I mean, for, for right now, I think you look at like the actions of previous owners, owners are supposed to be held to a higher standard uh, in this uh, CBA. I mean, basically, I mean, you look at some of the previous stuff that owners have done, like more in particular, like a Robert Kraft, a Jerry Richardson, who has been like last owner as of to note, removed from the league. Now, the owners are definitely very uh, concerned about setting a precedent here because Daniel Starr, he's another guy who's been subpoenaed uh, by the Supreme Court on uh, Capitol Hill, basically, to appear and uh, answer questions about sexual misconduct. Now, Roger Goodell did go a bath for him and did say that, you know, his uh, organization right now has no resemblance to what it was back like say when this was coming up on the surface back in 2009, you look at everything right now, what the NFL are trying to do like uh, on like a culture basis, I mean, diversion, I mean, everything, and just trying to be uh, equal, I mean, to both parties and fair at the same time too. Listen, I, I think for right now, we gotta consider right now, I mean, uh, for the time being, I think Deshaun uh, Watson, I mean, he's definitely, it does not look good when you involve uh, women right now, especially at a time right now, too. We got a lot of stuff like, that's heated trending around our world right now, especially with abortion right now being taken away as a right, which is a very disturbing time right now. And for women, uh, prayers and uh, concerns, love and sympathies go out to those people right now taking away that choice. But when you think about it right now, Deshaun Watson right now, the question is, we'll get to this at the end of this podcast, will he be able to play at all this season? And the, th the thing is, too, I mean, you look at Robert Kraft, remember, uh, three and a half years ago, it began 2019, shortly after the Patriots won their Super Bowl, around the time that they were going to win it, their sixth Super Bowl, uh, Robert Kraft was in a uh, spa back in uh, Florida, I believe it was, and, you know, he was accused of trafficking, but there's a camera that invaded his privacy right there. Uh, we didn't hear much punishment for a guy like Robert Kraft. Or again, you also had Jerry Jones, too. One of his long-tenured employees uh, right there with the Cowboys, a PR guy, who was supposedly accused of taking, like, a 
or peeping through a killer's locker room or having access he wasn't supposed to have. You have that. And you have Daniel Snyder right now, who the league is still protecting right now. Now, remember, Roger Goodell was pressed the question at that point in time a week ago, do you have the power to remove uh, Daniel Snyder as an owner of the league? He said, no, I don't have the power. But he did acknowledge that he has to be one of the people that had to gather the owner's attention right there. I mean, uh, have like a voting process go on. So it would have to be determined right there. I think for right now, because then you also look at it too, another thing to throw into this wrench right now, aside with Deshaun Watson, everything that's going on, Paolo Kaepernick, he is a guy who definitely has been forced out of the league, uh, obviously. He's a guy who's still trying to get back into the NFL. We're going to get to him a little bit uh, momentarily. I mean, it just would not be a good look to like have someone like that in power right there. I mean, you're you're going to be basically letting like the big, rich executives, which a lot of people would say a lot of white owners here in this league, you know, get off Scott's free, basically. And that continues to be the wrong message why the NFL has Dulua product. Now, Mike Fuller, I mean, did mention too, I mean, the past, I mean, five years at this point in time, or six years ago, you could say, when when Colin Kaepernick was uh, kneeling during the national anthem, and you had all like the negativity that surrounded almost a year later when President Donald Trump, uh, who used it as fuel to spark up, uh, get people fired up. But, I mean, you looked at how little by later, later on what the NFL did. What did they do? They started kissing up like about almost two years later, started uh, part, partnering, I believe it was, with uh, Jay-Z and a lot of people in the hip-hop world right there to like try to support diversity and uh, culture within the league and to be against racism. So you look at all that stuff right there. I think Deshaun uh, Watson, I mean, based off like what I'm circling back over here, I think it's painting. You know what? As much as I hate saying this, but I think it is fair. I mean, I would have no problem with a year suspension, but if it's six to eight games, I'm not going to be that upset over it. I mean, it still has to be determined. It just would not be a good look, even though it is women involved here. I mean, there's no way to go around that. But at the same time, too, how much are you going to keep allowing this to go on? Have the owner's mentality. It's our league. And it just, it just never seems to be a fair battle with the players' union. So you got to take those things into uh, perspective right now. And uh, what do you guys think right now? What do you think the punishment will be for Deshaun Watson, if at any? A year suspension? Six to eight games? Or does he just not really punish at all and just gets challenged by the NFL? Uh, we'll find out. Again, if you guys want to tweet at me, hit me up on Twitter, at Steel, uh, CGR. You can definitely check out the rerun of this podcast on my YouTube channel, simply by searching for it, Steel, uh podcast right now. Definitely want to get a lot more uh, feedback as we're going on right now on this uh, second week of summer here, June 29th to be exact. Update uh, Wednesday as uh, we are getting into this right now, and we'll see what happens the rest of the way. But anyway, also too, speaking of which, as we uh, look at it uh, for right now, 
Uh, Colin Kaepernick right now, former uh, Raider uh, who finished out his career for four seasons, Warren Sapp, Pro Football Hall of Famer. Uh, he has uh, said from people close to him that his uh, they heard Kaepernick's workout with the Raiders went horribly. And he was the guy who was like questioning, it's like, how do you not allow like any type of tape uh, to get out there? I mean, basically. I, I forgot like Colin Kaepernick. I mean, they, you look at like uh, what happened with everything. With that, I mean, you had basically his uh, agent. I mean, saying like, you know, like what premise does he have to say about that? I mean, basically questioning Sap. I mean, so far with the Raiders organization, uh, there seemed to be no issue right there. But it just always seems like right now, Kaepernick, from a guy who's been forced out, ain't a little German proof. Now, however, uh, there's a show here on YouTube, too. You can also check out, uh, it's called Two Pros and a Couple of Joe right there, uh, hosted by uh, John Knox, Bray Quinn, and LeVar uh, Arrington former uh, player with the Washington team and the New York uh, Giants. I mean, basically, he was just basically saying that Warren Sapp, I mean, if you heard from a trusted source, he ain't lying about anything. So I mean, here's the deal, too, we got to remember about Kaepernick. I mean, like I said, I'll always maintain that back in late 2019, he has opportunity to get back in the league with a private workout. Okay, I mean, that was supposed to be covered and uh, put on media, I mean, for people to see. He did change at the last moment. I mean, this is a guy who's going to be going into, like, turning 35 this year. Hey, those time is running out. I mean, granted, I mean, this is a guy who clearly still wants to play, but I really think right now for him to try and come back, I mean, to like put him in the class of some of these top mobile quarterbacks right now, I mean, is he really that much on the level of like a Lamar Jackson? I mean, even like uh, Herbert of the Chargers, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, there's about a lot more quarterbacks that's come into this league that's going to be giving him a run for his money. I mean, you got to look at it. I mean, Kaepernick, I think at the end of the day, I'm not so sure if he's going to be playing for a team this season or, or if at all. I mean, six years is about a long time. And I'm not saying that Kaepernick still can't throw the ball in private workouts. But again, until you have it, like, say, like a training camp battle where you got put on helmet, put on pads, exhibition, that will be a lot more telling to see how he'll be able to get a chance to make it onto a roster, earn a backup job, or if he does enough to convincingly be a starter. I mean, you already got Derek Carr signed for the next few years with the Vegas Raiders. I don't see that happening. I don't see how he's going to out-quarterback uh, Derek Carr, but can he use this as a situation where a guy like Mitch Trubisky, who is now with the Pittsburgh Steelers, can he learn from a guy, like relearn like his craft behind Derek Carr, take notes, and then you also got uh, Josh McDaniels. I mean, Josh, uh, one second here. I mean, former uh, Patriots uh, quarter. Yeah, Josh McDaniels, excuse me, who is now the head coach of the Raiders after uh, spending his uh, last uh, 
ninth seasons, returning to the Patriots, helping contribute uh, three Super Bowls right there. How much will Kaepernick be able to like uh, relearn? I mean, absorb stuff, and then he use that for coming over to another team. That's what we gotta look at right here too. So uh, again, I think with uh, Colin Kaepernick, it's still yet to remain to be seen. But some people are calling a little suspicion on this. I mean, right now because remember the Ravens also too are also facing allegations of workplace misconduct in addition to the Commanders who have been looked into the last two years. The Vegas Review Journal uh, took note on this closer look that this event this first emerged after the abrupt firing of interim CTO Dan Ventrell, who has claimed that he was fired after raising with or Mark Davis complaints regarding workplace misbehavior. Uh, in advance last month's report from the New York Times includes out of the record comments from former employees. Nicole Adams, who's a former uh, HR employee uh, with the Raiders, uh, basically. I mean, she claims that she endured racial discrimination and retaliation as a reporting concerns about unequal treatment and unequal pay for equal work. And she also says she was required to create job descriptions that allow the team to avoid paying overtime to certain employees. I mean, and then, like, one of the things that she claimed, too, that she said, I just started wearing pants because I didn't. I felt like I couldn't wear skirts or dresses or I'll be seen as being provocative. Uh, that was one of the things that she uh, highlighted right there. Uh, Mark Davis, who was declining comment, but he vowed to speak out in time. Uh, he says, I'll eventually will have something to say about all of this, but not right now, as he told the Vegas Review Journal. So you got all this stuff going on right now. Is it possible right now? I mean, with Kaepernick's, you know, tape not being put out there, they're using this kind of like block out some of the allegations right now. I mean, just something to take their mind off of it. We shall see about that. But Kaepernick, I'm not really sure. Move on right now. Larry Ogunjobi right now, uh, who is now with the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers right now, uh, who is uh, signed a one-year contract with the Steelers. And uh, basically, according to Ian Rapport of NFL Network, reported that Ogunjobi's deal uh, is worth up to $8 million, which means it's less than the base salary and has incentives uh, built in. Now, remember, Larry uh, Ogunjobi uh, for right now, who uh, comes over from the AC champions, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, he's played uh, four of his seasons, four out of his five seasons with the Cleveland uh, Browns. He has started 63 out of 76 uh, games, and his career highlights uh, includes uh, for uh, his time that, uh, especially last season with the Bengals, seven sacks, 12 tackles for loss, and 16 quarterback hits uh, was one of the things that's known right here. And here's a crazy thing to add to now. He also gets to say on his resume, he played with every team in the AFC North, with the exception of the Baltimore Ravens. So that's three times within a six-year span, basically, that he'll be playing for three teams, three out of four, in the AFC uh, North. The only question is right now, when you got a guy like Brian Flores right now, uh, who is a senior defensive coach, who is more particular in the linebackers, but how much more can this uh, Steelers team uh, right now, like, get into as far as, like, with a uh, run stopping right now? 
as we uh, look at it, you got Carl Dunbar, who's like in his 17th of season, defensive line coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you still got Jerry Olsowski and Brian Flores right there. But, I mean, how much is this going to help bring the Steelers back to legitimacy with stopping the run right now? I mean, that is a big concern right there as far as, like, on the defense. I'm very optimistic this defense can get back. But, again, for right now, I mean, they've definitely got some issues in that category uh, for the most part. And as we look at everything, as they try to uh, get back to legitimizing themselves, I mean, if you really think about it, too, I mean, last time the Steelers were really any good as far as, like, stopping the run, you have to go back as far as, like, 2018, the first year without Ryan Shazier. Now, granted, this was before they selected Devin Bush, who they did not pick up his fifth-year option, but they were sixth in the league as far as stopping the run, only allowing 1,538 yards uh, for the year right there. Now, remember, that season was high, primarily a highlight for winning the turnover ratio. I mean, when you look at everything, I mean, there are plus three in that category. I mean, and uh, first and six and everything. And uh, takeaways, I mean, for the defense, I mean, it was just pretty good. I mean, for for the most part, back in uh, 2019, I mean, they, they were number one ranked in that department. And as we look at, I mean, Larry Ogunjobi right now, can he be enough to fill of a void for Stefan DeWitt. I'm very optimistic he will be. I got to tell you, this is a pretty legit sign right there to pair up with guys like Cam Hayward. And then we'll see how Tyson Alalu, if he's going to be able to have a bounce back a year for this season as uh, we look at things going on this year. So Larry Ogan, uh, Joby right now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to give this uh, signing a thumbs up. Well, as far as it relates to the AFC North, the athletics, as I mentioned going into this podcast, each team, especially in the division, uh, Jeff uh, Zrebeck for the Ravens, he notes that the Ravens' best signing was safety Marcus Williams, whose market didn't go well as many expected. But he gives the Ravens a ball-hawking safety they haven't seen in years at the age of 25. Williams is signed for five years at $70 million uh, with a 14.965 signing bonus, while $37 million is guaranteed. And uh, Ravens, they also signed uh, veteran tackle Morgan Moses, the age of 31, for a three or $50 million, uh, while five and a half is guaranteed. The Ravens gave up the second most sacks with 57, I mean, last season. Prior to that, the last two seasons with Jackson as their starter, uh, 32 sacks, which was uh, 20th in the league. So pro- top 12 offensive line right there. And then in 2020, where they gave up 28 or excuse me, 2019, it was 28th in the league, which was the fifth best with allowing only 28 sacks right there. Last year was pretty much a problem. And I got to tell you right now, Lamar Jackson, a guy who is pushing to be one of the top signed quarterbacks, who has not signed off. I mean, the Ravens were trying to like uh, make a deal for this guy. I got to tell you something right now. I definitely signed Lamar Jackson, but I'm not giving him $230 million guaranteed. I will not give him past higher to Sean Watson. I think Lamar Jackson is an elusive uh, quarterback in this lead, uh, very skilled and very promising uh, for this franchise. He is a game changer and no doubt one of the most uh, premier athletes. But I'm not so sure right now in the future 
I mean, when you see a guy right there who's always gotten far as to the divisional round, just like Deshaun Watson, he hasn't done anything better than him just yet. I mean, who's actually, as a matter of fact, got a 1-3 record in the postseason so far. And, I mean, so he's, he's 500 on the road. And that, that's the thing right there, too. I mean, are the Ravens having pause for concern? Because remember, John Harbaugh and company, I remember three years ago, where they're he says he was going to revolutionize mobile quarterback at this position. Just not so sure if I'm ready to put him in that category of top money like that. When you look at the top uh, quarterbacks in this uh, league right now, uh, for this uh, version right now, we're the top 10 as far as annual per year. Aaron Rodgers is at 50.27 million. Deshaun Watson at 46. Patrick Mahomes at 45. Josh Allen at 43. You also got Derek Carr of the Raiders at 40.47. Matthew Stafford of the Rams, who eked in there, more particularly for winning a Super Bowl, got an extension uh, for $40 million. That Prescott at 40 million. Kirk Cousins. At 35, and then uh, Russell Wilson coming in at nine for 35 million, and Jared Goff at 33.5 million of the Lions, right there. If I'm gonna give Deshaun Watson a deal, I'm gonna probably give him like slightly ab above, maybe like a Josh uh, Allen, right there. I'm not playing him ahead of uh, Patrick Holmes, right there. I give him like 44, 45 million dollars, right there. Like I said, the guarantee, I'm not so sure. But, I mean, yeah, when you look at everything right there, too, I mean, for Lamar Jackson's career, I mean, right now, I mean, last year, I mean, he had four fourth-quarter comebacks in uh, 12 games, which last year. And then uh, overall, his uh, career, I mean, he's got six core comebacks, which is the bottom of those uh, quarterbacks right there. But, I mean, everything going on right now, I mean, Lamar Jackson – when you look at everything, too, he was third last year in game winning drives with four. I still got ways to go in like uh, overall game winning drives. But I mean, also, too, touchdown their receptions. I mean, for his uh, career, he's got 58 touchdowns. I mean, 84 touchdowns to 31 interceptions, uh, which currently ranks. Uh, on these quarterbacks up fifth. Well, no, I will not give him top money like that. But like I said, uh, for the Ravens right there, those were their signings, according to Zach uh, Zriebrick. The Bengals, uh, as Paul Devner notes, the Bengals have signed three linemen. That cares to a three-year, $18 million with $5 million guaranteed. Uh, former star for the Bucks, Alex Kappa, four-year, $35 million with $11 million guaranteed. And right tackle Leo Collins for three or twenty-one million with five million guaranteed. My favorite move right there is uh, Lyle. I mean Leo Collins right there. The move brings elite skill set to right tackle, reunites him with offensive line coach Frank Polak. And right there, so the Bengals right there, who's been needing some protection right there for Joe Burrow right there, who also got sacked. Got to be very careful right there too. I mean a guy who has season shortened back in two thousand twenty. Back when the Steelers 
I mean, we're on that uh, win streak where they went 9-0 at that time. That was a late Sunday afternoon game. And then for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mark Bowley uh, notes, uh, I mean, he does highlight, you know, a few pieces when you look at, like, their new uh, lineman on here, too. When you look at everything, for the most part, I mean, you got their uh, offensive lineman, Mason Cole, but then you also got Mitch Trubisky. But more particularly, he's looking at Brian Flores right there. I mean, his impact was noticeable throughout spring practices, was intensity and knowledge right there. So I would have to uh, tend to agree on that. I think uh, definitely, I mean, he's going to probably be the MVP signing uh, for this team. Just that coach right there for Mike Tomlin uh, filling out right there. I mean, going into it. And I, I definitely have a lot of faith right there. I mean, uh, going into that. But as far as for the Cleveland Browns, let's get to them uh, next as uh, we look at it. Uh, going on here. So, I mean, I didn't get a chance to look at the Browns right there, but I would have to probably say to Sean Watson, depending on what happens with the suspension, uh, that one I did not get a chance to look into. But anyway, let's go ahead and wrap up with fair or foul right now. This could be an interesting one uh, right here as we look at. Begin with Mike Tomlin. Uh, should he be on the hot seat, fair or foul? Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. I like to acknowledge both exist. I like to fight the daily struggle of managing both components of what it is that we do. That's what makes you great. I hope so. It does, because you have to micromanage. So. A lot of men, a lot of kids, a lot of guys that will come in here that you're depending on to help hey, your team. I'm going to cut you off because I laugh at that all the time. Manage, management, right? Like, that's what the hell we pay to do. Mm. We put together strategy relative to those that we compete against. We try to bring out the best in the collective, right? And in an effort to do so, we better manage the collective and the individuals within the collective. I love to hear coaches resist the responsibility of coaching. Mm. <laughs> What'd you say, Coach? Because they easy to beat. What'd you just say, Coach? I love coaches <laughs> that resist the responsibility of coaches, that talk negatively about a dude that can't learn and bub up. Man, if everybody could learn, we need less coaches. Yeah. So basically, you know what? I'm going to tell you this right now. Remember, Mike Tomlin is signed for the 2024 season. I mean, doing a great job building uh, culture, a community, and consistent. Never had a losing season. But the thing I will always continue to push back with Mike Tomlin going forward as his team right there is his uh, recent uh, playoff success. I think it's definitely going to be one of the telling things uh, right there. I mean, not just that, but I mean, just trying to figure out the offense beyond Ben Brosberger. I mean, so far they have pretty productive offseason, to say the least. But one of the things definitely been noted, too, I think we could definitely say the pressure is being put on him is that you know, pretty much he's uh, having uh, defensive play calling duties uh, 
being taken away. That seems to be one of the reports as we get closer. So it's probably be split between uh, a new defense core there, Terrell Austin, and then Brian Flores uh, help implement it right there. Because many people would argue right there is Tomlin should be a CEO pretty much of his coaching staff. I mean, more particularly with defense. I mean, ever since the loss of the New England Patriots game, over 40 points a game in the playoffs right there. I mean, the Steelers, I mean, I think they're always going to find a way. Very optimistic that he will continue to find a way to not have a losing season. But at some point, I think that time is going to come to an end right there, maybe. But at the end of the day, if you keep getting back to the playoffs, you keep going the same result where one and done, you know, if that many points, unfortunately, what gives? How far are you going to go? I mean, at some point, he's going to be held accountable to that. I don't think he's going to be let go, but I do think pressure will be put on him, and he'll probably feel comfortable or he'll move on. I mean, he's got a lot of stuff going on right there as far as, like, a great career and trust. I'm going to just say that. So I'll say foul for right now, but I'll definitely say give him to the his contract extension. And somewhere between the lines. I think at minimum, Mike Tomlin, it can't be just a playoff victory. I think you have to at least minimal get back to the AFC Conference Championship game. Minimal. Because the Steelers aren't really, and the front office will always continue to maintain. They're in it to win it, but not making clear when you're saying Super Bowl contender, which I believe they do mean that, but the standard has unfortunately slipped away in that regard. Mike Tomlin was a great coach for anyone to have, but again, the situation right now, how further are you advancing? Are you going back? Are you still stuck in point B from point A? We'll see about that. Two, fair uh, foul. Award-winning journalist Josh Rountree, a 93.7 The Fan, told the PM team, Pauline Miller, that Mason Croft is a waste of time. Can't to play with first stringers is a waste of time. And it's a waste of his talent. Is Tomlin having the quarterbacks correctly? I tell you what, with Mason Rudolph, I don't think it makes any sense. I mean, for right now, I mean, unless they're able to find a sewer, I think that's the only reason why he's sticking around. I mean, Mason Rudolph has definitely lost some trust as far as being confidently trusted as a starter. I mean, when you got a guy like Mitch Trubisky, who Mike Thomas alluded to, Ben's lack of mobility towards the end of his last few seasons right there, what they could do around him, especially, I'd have to say, yeah, I think they are handling it correctly. I don't think it's becoming awkward, but Teddy Pickett, I mean, unless he lights up in the preseason and gives, you know, both Mason Rudolph and Mitch Trubisky run for their money, we'll see. Or Ben Rosberg did have to start, had to sit behind Tyre Max where he got injured versus Baltimore Ravens shortly into their season before they uh, had that 15-1 uh, season there. So let's see about that. Will Lamar Jackson accept a new deal from the Ravens? Is he worth being paid the top quarterback? I'm going to eventually say he will accept a new deal, but I don't think it's going to be for the asking price of the $230 million guaranteed. Let's say no on that one. And last but not least, Deshaun Watson, he will face a year suspension. Fair. And that's all I got for you tonight here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Once again, you guys can follow me on Twitter, at Mass Steel CGR, and Instagram, at Mass Steel Racing. As always, leave it. Go patrolling. Here we go. Here we go. I don't know.